0: Get ready! Yeah, yeah! Because under the dome with cd starts right now. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. What do
1: you see? Hey, yo! Hopefully, you're having a fantastic Saturday morning. And right at the gate, a little bit of a of a fib there, if you will. It's not a two-hour show. It's one hour, 60 minutes, no holds barred, but he had to probably say 58 minutes because we had that two minute drill leading you in, give you the latest updates, what's going on across the world of sports. So we're not going to waste any more time here, folks, because we got a lot to get to in just one hour. Best part is zero guests. So if you want to get in on the conversation and trust me, there's a lot to talk about. LSU basketball, Deshaun Watson, what the Saints are going to do next? Carlos Correa to the Twins? All that's on the table. If you want to call us up, 337-706-0111, coming to you live from the game studios. Appreciate you listening in, however you're doing. So be it through the FM dial 1037 in Lafayette, or if you're in Lake Charles, make your way over Towards like Kinder or what have you. Once you get towards that area, just move that dial over a scotch, a couple notches, and you'll wind up being on 1041. If you catch us crystal clear out towards Lake Chuck, damn near to the state of Texas border. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into it and talk about what's causing all this on a Louisiana Saturday morning with your Saturday sports
0: sermon. <laughs> The famous CD is on his soapbox to start your Saturday. Who testify. It's time for your Saturday Sports Sermon.
1: First things first, I have never, in all the years of me doing radio, have had a take blow up any faster in my face than me saying, Will Wade was going to have an extended stay of execution and this thing could have been drawn out over 12 months from now, two hours after I got off the air, two hours, I timed it and damn near two hours after I said my final words and told y'all to I'll see y'all next week. Next thing you know, Will Wade's gone. Scott Woodward did the right thing like Spike Lee and chopped the off the head of the snake that is Will Wade in a figurative sense, obviously not a literal sense. That might be considered murder or the death penalty, depending on what perspective you have on this entire situation. But we all knew that something like this was going to happen sooner or later. But ripping the bandaid off before an NCAA tournament game was an interesting move. And I think it showed in a big way in last night's loss to Iowa State. If Will Wade was still the head coach we didn't see this kind of bandaid being ripped off, I probably would be saying that LSU had a chance to win that. The team, their heart just was not in it last night. I think we can all agree with that statement. As a person who bet on Iowa State, I am more than happy, and I'll talk about that more in the next segment, I am more than happy to see LSU lose the way that they did. But two hours after I got off air, that happened. And once we kind of realized and saw the notice of allegations that the NCAA handed them, there were tons, and I mean tons, of different accusations and citations towards one will wait. In fact, I have it right here. Five level one violations. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five violations of the highest order. That alone is going to let the NCAA just go in with no Vaseline, if you know what I mean, on this program. And they could very well be going in raw on this entire situation, not just with LSU basketball, but with LSU football as well, because there are certain words you never want to hear in your life. As a kid, you'd hate to hear your parents say, "I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed in you." That's something that would that's going to break every kid's heart here and then. Hearing that is a gut punch. Hearing no when you propose to a girl, that's a that's a gut punch in and of itself. But if you're a college athletics program and you hear four words that are about as damning as any other, "lack of" institutional control. Those four words are about as deadly as you saying the four letter words in front of your parents. When you're little, that's how this is with LSU football and basketball. The fact that there was a lack of institutional control means there is a very good chance that something bad's happening. I don't think it's a death penalty. I just don't think that's the way the NCAA and the fact they got somebody like Mark Emmert, who used to run things here at LSU back in the day, makes me kind of think that the death penalty is not going to happen. But you just read that and you go back to what I was saying about the situation with LSU. And this isn't an LSU hater POV. But you hear that word, that phrase, I should say, lack of institutional control. You know what I think of when I hear that? More recent history? Baylor. The Baylor Bears back in 2018 got handed those kind of allegations in the midst of the sexual assault investigation that was going on with one Art Bryles. Yeah, that go down. Now you've got from the LSU perspective, it's not great. Remember what I said last week about LSU football and basketball probably having a Vice Series, kind of like Dark Side of the Ring? This is exactly what this is if you're an LSU fan. You are dreading some of the, some of the stuff that's going to keep coming out because this investigation, the allegations that have been handed, now you're waiting. You're going to be waiting for a while. I'd say probably three to six months, if not longer, to find out what your fate is going to be. I'd say hopefully, best case scenario, you find this out before the start of fall camp. Once you find that out, everything else is going to be able to be pieced together from there. But it's the fact that there were, again, five level one sanctions. Five. Five level one sanctions just on the basketball program alone. And all of them had to do with Will Wade. And a lot of them don't paint him in the best light. Then again, any violations, those don't paint you in the best light, but it's all kind of drops on the kingpin of Will wait. Then there's three more level one violations on the football side. Then you've got one for football, one for basketball, and level two, then one more, just for good measure, a little cherry on the top of the turd sandwich that is the LSU basketball program and the NCAA's investigation. A nice little level three citation for LLC hoops. To steal a phrase from Mad Men, not great Bob. All that's kind of piling up to be about 10 feet a horse you know what for a program that has definitely seen better days and the NCAA is just basically has them in their crosshairs and damn near about to go back and to the left on them. That being said, though, despite what a lot of people might think, LSU isn't getting the death penalty. And unlike what a lawyer wrote in the advocate, the programs aren't going to be shut down. That would be a dangerous thing, not just for LSU, but I think just the state in general because of how much of a money maker they are for the entire state. Yes, college athletics is mired in a a lot of you-know-what mired in a lot of muck, but I think you can all, we can all agree that that kind of has been that way over the last, let's say, 20 years. We know illegal recruiting has gone on for a while, but sometimes you just got to know how to do it on the slick. And Will Wade very much was boastful. He was prideful in the fact that he was able to land those quote-unquote strong-ass offers. There was something to be said about the fact that it was two hours after the, like two hours after I went off air, that thing came down. The sanctions are going to be heavy. There's no doubt about it. A lot of there'll be a lot of postseason bans, probably for five years. I would think. There's going to be a lot of scollies being taken away. There's some real concern over what's happening with these programs and the short-term future i think the long-term future if everything goes the way i think it's going to go where scott or gets solid guys to help fill those voids that are going to be culture changers keyword there changing the culture from the bottom up and if they can do that maybe just maybe it cannot be a complete dumpster fire like in Baylor, it, it's going to be for the first couple of years. But if they are able to kind of keep their nose clean and the guys they will have in place, i.e. Brian Kelly, whoever they f- have to fill in the role of Will Wade spot, there is going to be a precedent these guys will turn the culture around where you don't have as many of these incidents. And guess what could happen next? You could be a lot like Baylor now. Don't forget, Baylor won an NCAA championship last year and were a team that probably had a really good chance of making the playoffs, if not for stumbling a little bit during the season. Baylor looked like a damn good team. And again, it's led by a former LSU DC in Dave Aranda. That's going to be a huge step in the right direction to see. Look at Baylor. Again, we're comparing two very, very different things in the sense of the violations of the sanctions that were handed down. But we look at that. Baylor got handed the hammer. LSU is going to get a hammer, but I don't think it's going to be a ban hammer. You won't see that program get shut down. There is too much money involved, and if if LSU does get the hammer, I guarantee you that will be one of the worst things to happen to the state in a long time. The money that LSU rakes in is going to wind up hurting the economy here in this state. That's just, again, this is my opinion. I feel like that's the way it's going to kind of land there. And the fact that it's LSU, they're a big dog in a lot of different fronts. If you have them shut down their programs, it feels like that's an absolute uphill climb. That's kind of where I'm at. If it were someone like a Vandy or even, let's just say, a Sun Belt team like the Troy Trojans. If you're doing some illegal stuff, some shady things, and you're doing them the wrong way, and more importantly, you're not able to cash in on those opportunities, then yeah, you're going to wind up getting handed some big big sanctions, levied some things your way. LSU's too big to have that happen to them, from what I can tell. Mind you, again, this is from somebody from Lafayette, Louisiana, who's been covering the Tigers for a while, has been just around that program and been able to see and observe I just don't think so. I don't think we're going to see that program get shut down. Team like Troy, team like even if Vandy, if Vandy football were tapped or something like that, they'd probably want to shut that program down faster than you could say John Taffer. And going back to LSU basketball in the future, I think there's no doubt in my mind. Whoever takes over that basketball program is inheriting a broken home and the roster you see right now today or what you saw last night won't be what you see in 2022 in October whenever the basketball season starts back up again. And it gets me to thinking, and you can call me up, 337-706-0111, 337-706-0111, LSU fans. Was it worth it to have all this Success, but not win the whole bleeping thing. Was it worth it to have Will Wade hand out these strong-ass offers and the best you get is a run to the Sweet 16 in 2018? In the 2018-19 season? That's the best that you had. It's way better than anything Johnny Jones ever put out there on the court for the Tigers. Mind you, it's done a pretty decent job with Texas Southern, but that's Texas Southern versus the SEC, where it just means more, and it's going to become a lot more competitive with teams like Oklahoma and Texas. And by the way, that Texas game last night was fantastic. Overall, I think that this is going to be a weird time to be an LSU basketball fan on the men's side. Women's side, on the other hand, that's going to be a lot more fun to keep tabs on. But besides that, we got to take a quick timeout. We're running short on time. It's only an hour long. That's because we had college basketball round two of the NCAA tournament. We'll have a couple games here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Thanks to Westwood One's coverage of the tournament, the big dance, it's officially. Underway, round two is going to get started around eleven. So we'll get you some picks to click, heading into your betting weekend. I give some thoughts on what's happened the last couple of days because your boy's been feeling pretty damn doggone good lately, and I'm loving every minute of it. So we'll talk about that and so much more right here on the game one hundred three seven yet. and one hundred four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Back
0: after this. The world famous CD always has his eyes on the lines out in Las Vegas. Hit me 20. Hit me 21. Hit me 22. Oh! Here's his five favorite bets for the weekend. Will he make you rich beyond your wildest dreams? <coughs> or will you be cursing him out after he goes 0 for 5? Let's find out on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game. 103.7 Live Yet and 104.1 Lake. Charles, hopefully you're having a fantastic weekend so far. I know it's still early on and we still got a lot of things to get to. Obviously, we'll talk more about Deshaun Watson going to the Cleveland Browns. That was a strange decision that was made. We'll talk about that more when we get back in the next segment. But if you want to call up about anything, 337-706-0111. But, of course, this is the time of the show where i like to kind of prognosticate and figure out where things kind of lie in the world of college athletics. Not just college athletics, but pro sports as well with my five favorite picks to click, We usually do it to end the hour, but honestly, a day like today, it's kind of tough because we only got one hour, and I still want to get my one final take in. So we're still going to get to my five faith picks to click for this weekend. So let's go ahead and get to the one hundred game hotline right now before we do that. Hello, you're on under the dome.
2: Uh, good morning, C D. Thank you for taking my call. Hey Ken, how you been, <laughs> man? I'm oh, doing great. Uh... Yeah, you know LSU is a hot mess, but I mean, you know, a lot of schools do it; they just didn't get caught. Uh, but they're a hot mess, and you know, think of the of, of all the recruiting that's going to be a disaster, and you know, the uh, other coaches telling these kids don't go to LSU because it's a hot mess; you're not going to be in the bowls; you're not going to be on TV. Uh, you, you know, all all of the things that happens when you darn near get the death penalty. Um, uh, it's just unfortunate, you know, with 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 Les Miles and Ed Odiuron and, and and all these people doing bad things and not come to light, and so now they're going to suffer severely. No, it won't be the death penalty, but it would be it would be severe, no doubt about it. And of course, uh, March Madness, I love it. I love to see the upsets. I have no dog in the fight, but uh, I look forward to that being a North Carolina game. I think that's gonna be a fantastic game.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a fan that's like one of the like when I was looking I appreciate the call, Ken, but that's one of the call like games I was looking at yesterday when I was kind of just starting to formulate how I was going to make my picks. Baylor, North Carolina was one of those I had to basically take a page from twenty twenty and keep social distance away from that because That one is very tough to pick in my book. And I definitely didn't try and touch that when it comes to a survivor pool that I'm in on DraftKings. That's a different conversation entirely. Some of the stuff that's going on on that. But I want to get to some of my five faith picks to click for this weekend. In the last couple days, I've been feeling confident, full disclosure. Because I've been hitting a little bit more lately. It's been not, not necessarily... Like phenomenal hits, but it's hits nonetheless. Like sometimes you just need to get a couple easy, easy hits to cash to feel a little bit better about yourself, right? So I wound up having three different bets cat actually four cash out over the last two days winning $162. Crazy part is we've only just begun March Madness. So Gonzaga, I actually was able to jump in on a boost they had for you could pick the Gonzaga game and pick Gonzaga to win at plus one hundred odds. I took that and ran because again that's a that's free money. Bet the max fifty dollars, you get hundred out of that. Then last night I missed out on one one leg of the three leg parlay for the LSU game last night. Then if that hit, I would have won another eighty eight dollars. But again. Beggars can't be choosers. I still put a little bit of money down just on the money line for Iowa State, and that paid off like gangbusters about 4 $50-something. About 50, 50 dollars. Thank you very much. And then $8, I had an eight-leg parlay for the Friday action. Every single one of that hit. That made me feel so damn good, hitting a five-leg parlay. Yes, it was a lot of favorites, but at the end of the day, who really cares? When that hit, I felt pretty doggone good about myself. And I'm gonna feel a little bit better about myself if these do indeed hit. And I think I've made a pretty easy parlay to where you can cash at some money. And I I, I like this one. So we're gonna start with Kansas money line. Kansas will probably ruin my bracket more than anything. Because I don't have Kansas making a deep, deep run, like a final four. But just get. Getting past the Creighton Blue Jays would be a huge success over a nine seed. I think it's to be expected. They're strong, minus 720 favorites on the money line. I think they're going to be interesting to keep an eye on, minus 720. Tennessee, I'm taking the money line on the Vols because, honestly, they have been on a heater. I talked about that a lot last week. And they're playing a Michigan team that is pretty doggone good. They were they looked good in the first game of the NCAA tournament where they formally began last on Thursday against a they were a strong team against Colorado State. But this is a Colorado State. This is a Tennessee team that got snubbed for a two seed. Should have been a two seed, but were a three seed, further proving a point that I've made on this show in the past that what you do in the SEC tournament in terms of your seeding doesn't really matter worth a flip. So Tennessee money line, they're on a heater, minus 265 favorites, and they're against the Michigan team. They won, but at times Michigan looked like they struggled against Colorado State. I'll go with the Gonzaga money line here over Memphis, and I feel like I'm going to live to regret this one. This is the one I'm most concerned about. Yes, Gonzaga's currently minus 675. It's heavy favorites. But there's something about Memphis that I'm just outright concerned about. That's why I don't try. I wasn't going to bet the spread on this and Gonzaga covering the spread because I probably would say if I did a same-game parlay, I would put money on one team to cover, and I definitely would put the money on one team and that's Memphis. Memphis covering against Gonzaga. That'd be a really good pick, but I'm just going to go straight money line here. Gonzaga minus 675. Now we're going to get to some women's hoops. I'll go ahead and throw down on a LSU women. They cover 13 and a half points. They're playing Jackson State later today. Ken Mulkey knows what it's like to be here. This program hasn't been in this spot in a long time but I definitely have to give this team a really good shot to cover 13.5 minus 110 odds. And they, they have a favorable draw against Jackson State. Yes, it, the NCAA tournament crazy stuff has happened before, but I think Kim Mulkey will have this team ready to go for a little Saturday afternoon tilt, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. And then we get to an NBA matchup. Dallas Mavericks money line, minus 105. Dallas has been in fantastic form. It's been a busy week for. Them. A busy week. And they're playing a, a 500 Charlotte Hornets team tonight. But this team, two nights in a row, on Sunday, March 13th, Wednesday, March 16th, were draining some absolute monster wins with some game winners. In fact, they've won... Three of their last four. I think you can make it four of the last five tonight at minus 105 odds. Take that all day and then some. And the end result is if this all cash is here, it won't net you enough money to retire right now. But it gives you about $32 on a $5 parlay. That's what I put down every single week, a $5 parlay. That's why I try and break this down for you and give you just a little bit. Because here's the thing. I'm not trying to retire. I'm just trying to keep that dream alive of one day hitting one of those big old parlays with like I put down one dollar and put down like a twenty-three leg parlay on like plus a hundred thousand odds, and that hits, then I make a boatload of cash. Then I can retire, but just give me some, keep the cash flow rolling. That's kind of my whole philosophy when it comes to sports betting. Keep the cash flow rolling. Keep it steady. Don't just go all in on one game. If it was Gonzaga, obviously, yeah, you can kind of do that because, honestly, it feels like it's an easy bet. Gonzaga against Georgia State. With all due respect to the Panthers, who a number of years ago have had moments where they upset big names. But that wasn't the case in 2022 in the NCAA tournament. But we'll go ahead and take a quick timeout. When we come back, we need to get into the conversation about Deshaun Watson now with the Cleveland Browns. I don't know what's more confusing. That or Carlos Correa joining the Minnesota Tens. Mind you, maybe we'll start calling them the Minnesota Twins because maybe they'll finally get some W's with a really good player leading the way. We'll talk about that and so much more right here on the game. 1037 Live Yet and a 104-1 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We're back after this. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on 103.7. Excuse me, the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. They say old habits die hard. So we're, we're going to try and break that one down and get that taken care of. But the big story of the day, probably heading into this weekend, is without a doubt Deshaun Watson heading to the Cleveland Browns. And this comes after an entire week where you had teams – Treating it like it was the Bachelor Red, all vying for the services of one Deshaun Watson. Obviously, it's justifiable. The guy is an absolute talent. Maybe, just maybe, you realize that there's a lot of skeletons in that closet, but sometimes you just got to kind of take the heat there if you're an NFL franchise. Sometimes you've got to bite the bullet on these situations. But you just take a second and realize that the final two, according to everybody, heading into Friday were the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. Those were the two finalists. Then all of a sudden, it again, I talked about how it felt a lot like the Bachelorette where everybody was trying to, like, vie for the services and basically have them there as their starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. No, nope, we're going to go ahead and swerve you and go with the Cleveland Browns. At like almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. A Friday news dump if there ever was one. And it was amazing to see live as it happened, especially the reactions. The reactions for it were amazing to say the very least. What the hell was going on when that popped up? Now the Texans, they made out pretty well in this. But I'm not sure it's going to come out that well in the long run. Short-term looks great. You receive three first-round draft picks in the next three years, 2022, 2023, 2024. The Browns gave up some of their war chests because they had a pretty decent-sized one in the aftermath of the whole you know, Baker Mayfield, and then them basically starting to add up their war chest before Baker Mayfield was a thing. Then they got a 2023 third-rounder and a 2024 fourth-rounder. So they are... Building draft picks, great. It's working towards the future, fantastic. That said, my biggest thing about this, I just don't like it. How much you got, like the Browns had to give up for somebody that may not even play in 2022 if the Wheel of Punishment turns around and lands on bankrupt. Now, mind you, they put in a situation where it's just a $1 million salary for the base in 2022. That way, if he is indeed set up, like let's, let's just say it's set up for him to be suspended for the entire year by the NFL, a $1 million base salary, you don't wind up losing that much money in the long run. But you pay the man $230 million Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Blown the hell away at that. And at the end of the day, I know a lot of people, especially on the Twitter sphere, social media, I saw a lot of people over the last week pound the table for one Deshaun Watson. They were pounding the table like they were in high school again at the cafeteria table pounding out beats and doing freestyles back in the day at lunch break. That's what this was. They were pounding the table for one Deshaun Watson to join the Saints. And they have all the right to do so. But I said it last week. I didn't want him. Because I just didn't think it was going to be that worth it. In the long run. Lo and behold, that's what he wanted. It's not the fact he wanted to be traded altogether. He had final say. They, the Cleveland Browns, had plenty of cap space, and plenty of money to throw around to get him to join their team, not just for one year, but for the foreseeable future. A five-year deal worth $230 million is tremendous for him. Now, what happens next? You've got Because, again, let's just go ahead and say, for hypotheticals only here, Deshaun Watson is indeed the punishment wheel lands on him and he gets suspended for an entire year. You very much ticked off your quarterback that you already had in place in Baker Mayfield. You did that. There's there's no BS and about. What they did was was an absolute slap in the face and then some if you're baker mayfield going ahead and what a trade for somebody like that i'm sure matt ryan's gonna feel the same damn way about what was going on with the monkey shines that atlanta was trying to pull and basically saying "Hey, we're gonna hold off on your bonus for four days and then we're gonna give it to you i guarantee you probably matt ryan wants to be on the first flight out i guarantee you any quarterback worth their salt, that was sitting there like, okay, they're going to do that? They're going to trade for him? And what are they going to do with me? I guarantee you, that would have been anybody. And I don't blame Baker Mayfield. Here's the thing. You have people that are saying they want an adult. They want an adult. I think Baker Mayfield, yes, Baker Mayfield has had his demons in the past. Yes, he has. His, His track record speaks for itself. Maybe not the best quarterback in the world, but he was pretty damn solid. Now, you lose Jarvis Landry. That's even, That was even more of a confounding piece of information. The Jarvis Landry got released earlier this week. So now you've lost one of your best wide receivers. And now you've got Deshaun Watts. How much does that really change the team? And then if he's not playing in 2022, who are you going to put a quarterback? Because Baker Mayfield wants out, and you got to – and they they say, Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna trade you. You have to. You gotta have to because you know that he ain't gonna wanna do a damn thing. Either trade him or cut him. Like that's all you can do right now. You got your guy. You got your guy. And Deshaun Watson. You're paying him up low upwards of tons of money. Go ahead and, and pass on that albatross of a contract that Baker Mayfield's in and call it a day. Now where does he go? I couldn't tell you. To be quite honest with you, it's tough to kind of see where he lands. I think the Saints might be one of the only real options. The Colts, maybe. But it's tough. It's tough. Because then you got to also flip the page over and say, where does James Winston go? Because Jameis Winston was supposedly meeting with the Colts earlier this week. And one of the big things for me, and I was this is probably one of my biggest concerns of what was going to happen in the pursuit of Deshaun Watson. You weren't pursuing happiness, but you were pursuing Deshaun. You were chasing that dream. Is that somebody like Jameis, who feels like he is proving himself enough to where he can wind up getting a pretty decent gig, a lot like what Teddy Bridgewater did. Because go look back, Teddy Bridgewater parlayed a hell of a understudy gig for the New Orleans Saints. And the way he performed in that interim period when Drew Brees went down with a thumb injury, he performed extremely well. 5-0, and oh, and that alone was able to get him to parlay that into a decent-sized deal with the Carolina Panthers, and they go to the Denver Broncos. They let him go. He's found better places, more power to him. Mazel tov to that cat. He deserves it. Teddy Burchard, great guy. He's gone. Deshaun Watson, he's out of the picture. Baker Mayfield, he's in the picture, but I think you'd probably have to give up a good bit to get him. Because of how much the Browns just had to give up to get Deshaun Watson. So that leaves you really with Mitchell Trubisky and Jimmy G. If everything kind of land if everything sets up worst-case scenario, you've got Baker, Jimmy G and Baker, which one of those three do you want? Which one of those three do you really want if you're a fan of the New Orleans Saints? Personally, I just can't see myself with any of these guys. I'd much rather just go ahead, re-sign Jameis. I want him to re-sign as soon as I go off the air today. Because Deshaun Watson is a fantastic type player. He did a damn good job. He looks to be in better shape, and more importantly, his touchdown-interception ratio was way down. I mean, I'm talking like he was the 30-30 kid a couple years ago. He was, like, down probably 100% on that. It was outstanding to see what he did and turned it around. Turns out LASIK surgery, that pans out really well. Don't know if he just got regular LASIK or he got LAASIK. If you remember that from back in the day. I think there's a lot of things that I can say about Jameis Winston. I'd much rather give him a shot at being the quarterback for the foreseeable future. And I'd say honestly, people want to say like bring back Toronto Armstead, I'd much rather him walk, to be honest, with all due respect. So Armstead, he's done a great job, but at the end of the day, he is sometimes a liability. And we complain all the time about, you know, Players getting injured. Case in point, Marcus Davenport got injured a lot through the early part of his career. He got better this year. He got so much better this past season because of the Peyton Turner footsteps. He knew he had to he had to cash in or he was going to be kicked the bleep out. I'm like, honestly, and I'm not a big, you know, go ahead and, and snatch up every, you know, free agent available that's from LSU. But I'll go ahead and throw out two players on top of Jameis Winston I would want, and I just – it's a wrap, in all honesty. From there, it's a wrap. And just kind of build off of your draft on undrafted free agents because that's where you make your bread and butter. If we're being really honest with each other, that's where the Saints are best at. its It's undrafted free agents and your NFL draft the last few years under Jeff Ireland. Give me Jameis Winston, give me Jarvis, and give me Tyron Matthew. Love Quan. You can probably get Quan on the cheap, like dirt cheap. But give me Jarvis and Honey Badger, and let's freaking ride to the Super Bowl. I think that you, you give me two of those guys, give me a really solid wide receiver two alongside MT-13, AK-41 when he's healthy, Mark Ingram, Tony Jones Jr., and you give me be a really solid offensive line that you know isn't going to get it hurt every single week. You don't have to Toronto set stepping out every other drive? Give me that. Give me that now. And I think Dennis Allen can get this team to the playoffs in his first year. Defense, it's still solid. You got a lot of key key cogs in there. It sucks losing Marcus Williams. But if you get Honey Badger, hell yes. But here's the thing. I think Honey Badger is going to wind up asking for a lot of money. And here's the thing. He's worth every penny. And the Saints have that money to go around. They have that money. And I think he has to realize, Lumisnomics makes life really nice. Don't believe me? Go look at some of the gar- some of the deals they've been able to convert into signing bonuses and everything to get themselves to $29 million under the cap, which is now top 10 in the NFL in salary cap. They're not, towards, they're not in cap hell no more. They're in cap heaven. Mickey Loomis is a god. But that's besides the point. Just give me Jameis Winston, Jarvis Landry, and Honey Badger, and let's freaking go. Let's call it a day. It's a wrap. We'll catch you down the road in the playoffs. Maybe, just maybe, the Super Bowl if things pan out the right way and it's not a cursed season like 2021. We'll be back after this. Take a quick timeout, one final take, and then we lead you into some college hoops next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles.
0: Most sports talk shows turn it up to 10 on the amp, but Under the Dome is far from your ordinary sports talk show. It takes it just one step higher. These go to 11. Now back to the show that gets the lead out. Under the Dome with CD on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: I'll try and pack a twofer in here for you on this Saturday morning. Cause we have a two hour, a one hour trek, getting ready for some college hoops coming your way in just a few moments right here on the game. One Oh three, seven Lafayette and one Oh four, one Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana sports station. We'll go twofer for here. First off, Carlos Correa to the twins. Really? Is that where we're going to go here? And again, It's mind-blowing, mainly because what's he getting out of that, really? And this happened, like, late, late this morning, very early on, like, almost 1 o'clock in the morning type stuff. I was blown away by this. And he signed a – it was a shocker to see. He, according to Mark Berman, Fox26 was the first one to break this, a three-year, $105.5 million contract with opt-out clauses after the contract's first and second seasons. That's insane, especially with a franchise like the Twins. The Twins haven't done anything since Kirby Puckett was around. The Astros have played the Twins so many times. Yes, the the Twins have sometimes got one over on them. But everybody remembers a few years ago when they played in the postseason, the Twins got ran out of the building in that game. So the Tens have a hell of a player. I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Good luck, God bless. You're making your money. You had your World Series title. Now you get a chance to make your money. More power to you. I'm more intrigued, though. Three years, 100 and something million. dollars, And also, I'm just glad he's not with the Dodgers or the Yankees because screw, screw both those teams. My real final take, though, is going to be about March Madness because, my God, it rules once again. Last year... Obviously, it was still in the middle of the whole pandemic stuff. We we not necessarily a whole bunch of fans in the stands. Didn't have that same kind of vibe of years past. Twenty twenty, we didn't have one, obviously. But twenty twenty two, the tournaments back in full force. The crowds there, the energy's there. It's not all in one city. It feels like officially we're back. Two years after. The tournament was canceled. We're back at it. It's great to see. Speaking of the tournament, we got that coming your way next. LSU baseball later on today as well. So keep it locked right here on Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles. Until next weekend, peace.